0: Good morning. Welcome into In Focus on News Radio KMAN. Today we're joined by Dr. Timothy Schaefer, who is the uh, director of the Institute for Civic Discourse and Democracy, and also associate professor uh, in the Department of Communications at K-State. Good morning.
1: Good morning. It's great to be with you.
0: Always a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, first of all, do you have a good spring break?
1: You know, um, I just had a conversation uh, yesterday with a, a colleague, and was asking. Uh, he's like, "What'd you do over spring break?" And I, I, I said, uh, kind of jokingly, I was like, "Actually, I think I was in my office every day." Um, and I had some family just in to visit for a couple of days, which is wonderful. It's uh, great, but we didn't we didn't travel or anything, but we really enjoyed capitalized on on. Uh, what was it that almost eighty degree weather day and uh, and some you know getting out before all the the rain and things kind of showed up but uh, you know it's it's good everybody needs a little bit of a break whether you're a student or a parent or a teacher or whatever it might be so it uh, it's always a welcomed moment and and as a as a faculty you know when we return after spring break it's always that eye on the prize of like we've only got you know we've got a little bit of March. We got April, and then, you know, May starts to get a little bit squishy, and I, right now I teach uh, seniors, undergrads, and then a bunch of doctoral students. So the undergrads are especially, I think, beginning to, t- to tally up what, um, what they've got coming so uh so it's good it's exciting but uh but yeah spring spring is always um a good reminder that even if things kind of feel kind of dark and dreary and maybe right now especially it feels that way there's always that sense of hope and new life um that uh, the the trees and everything else will kind of remind us of that here pretty soon but uh but yeah yeah i hope you had a good break too
0: yes absolutely did did a few things uh mostly around the house but uh yeah it was, it was a good time uh you know we're Looking here at the calendar, it's uh, March 24th, and that means uh, it's been a month here since the invasion of Ukraine, the initial invasion of Ukraine from Russia, and that continues to be uh, top in the news here. Uh, but boy, there's a lot of uh, a lot of information to get. It's, it's sometimes it's just too much to process, and I know there's uh, even. Uh, politicizing of the wars. And we talked about this a little bit last month. But We did, we did. That can be really dangerous, I know, sometimes.
1: Yeah, you know, it's been fascinating uh, in a bunch of ways. I think in, in one sense, I think from last month when, when this was uh, beginning and we didn't know exactly what was going to happen or what was going on. And, and now we find ourselves, I think I even uh, in the last day or two saw the language of kind of like stalemate almost. Um, it, it It doesn't seem like it went the way that I think Russia thought it might. Um, I think uh, Ukraine and particularly the Ukrainians of all walks of life have responded in a way that um, I, I think have been um, a reminder of people uh, when they really value and hold uh, uh, ways of life and their sense of self and freedom and liberty. A lot of the things we you know we like to talk about here in the United States, uh, you know, they're 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 navigating that. Uh, you know, understandably, I think four million now have fled. Places to Poland and 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 elsewhere, um, understandably. But a lot of people have kind of either hunkered down or have have kind of committed to this um, uh, this idea of of being. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to remember there some of the, the the terminology here, but you know, kind of paramilitary of sorts. That they're, they're taking up arms and and holding out and 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 doing doing things that we almost think about, uh, especially in the American t- context, is like that kind of revolutionary moment of just like ordinary folks kind of walk of life, uh, all of a sudden choosing to do something. But it, it has been a, you know, striking in a way of one war is just in my view, just horrific. Right. And so seeing the unfortunate reality of that across the board, and now that it's so easy to document that it's really dramatic, right. To be able to, to see almost in real time, sometimes the, the images and the like. Um, And at the same time, uh, you know, As someone who shows up and talks a lot about things like democracy, um, here it is in practice. Uh, The tension that I think will be at the forefront for the foreseeable near future is this tension between democracy and authoritarianism. Um, These have been some of the themes here in the United States. Sometimes it feels like. These things get tossed around in some kind of big abstract sort of way. But there is, a, I think, a real reality, and we're seeing it um, in Ukraine, that they are kind of the the, the front line, so to speak, of, of democracy. And, and you know, President uh, Biden and other world leaders are convening right now um, to talk about this, right? What what are these responses? Um, Ukraine's not in NATO. What does this mean for those, uh, you know, uh countries that are are in the region that are part of NATO how does this spell out or doesn't spell out because of containment and other factors and so I'm not an international uh, politics or international relations kind of person so I'll I'll probably stop speaking at this point but like this this is a real challenge um, and it's um, in some ways it's almost Seems slightly performative because we can just see it along with all the other kind of entertainment and like on our phones and on websites and on TV and wherever else. But this is real and it has, you know, the potential to shape lives. Um, It is immediately there. uh, But I think for the rest of us who are also not just intellectually thinking about like talking about like democracy, but like here it is, right? Local mayors and other leaders are being removed in some of these cities and being replaced by By Russian leaders, for example, and so yeah, it's a it's a a fascinating and heartbreaking, heart wrenching moment. Um, But I think the resiliency of ordinary people, and I think the the way that many others are responding to it, is a is a good example of like these things can uh, and and are they are real, right? They can be and they are real, and uh, they're reminding us of that.
0: I think a lot of people agree on both sides of the aisle that you know. we're all in agreement that uh, Russia bad, Ukraine good, but it seems like we still have differing opinions on the approach of helping Ukraine, and that seems to be uh, coming up in in politics a lot here, especially given last week what happened with the uh, the passage of the uh, bill for Ukrainian aid tied to the omnibus, which you know that that's uh, that could be a little dangerous because uh, not everybody's going to be in support. And I think there was 31 Republicans who opposed that. And that can be used as a tool politically against your opponents, and we've seen that here, even with our own Senator Roger Marshall here.
1: Right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, just to sp- to speak to that in in the contextual example here with uh, Senator Marshall, and then just more broadly is uh, you know, the way that legislation happens. Um, you know, all of this is 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 a process, right? So it's not simply like, hey, what do you think? And we just say, yeah, sure, that sounds good, and, and it's over. You know, there are there are. are um, as if, and if you follow politics and elected office, for example, those in elected office, you know this. Or there are all sorts of ways that people can circumvent processes. They can change it. They can uh, approach it differently. That's why you know whenever we talk about budgets and about going over these fiscal cliffs, the word reconciliation shows up because there's this kind of other way to do it that's different than the normal way. But you know, to your point, is the. Um, the simplicity sometimes of these categories, it's really helpful to remember that a lot of this is inherently nuanced and complex. Um, there are a bunch of motivating reasons why sometimes bills are attached to other bills because we know that they will either uh, be approved, they'll be voted you know more positively, overwhelmingly, sometimes, um, uh, also because of efficiency, right? So sometimes those happen in a way that you know we we don't. Ha- the legislators don't want to have the, the the whole process just begin, so it's easier to kind of tack it on. So you've probably you know the listeners have, have heard these words before, and that's kind of what it means. What happens though, and I think to your your kind of reference to Senator Marshall is that uh, what might look a certain way plays out differently, or you know the the nuance of any of these points. Like, yeah, I support the 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 general. Um, uh, focus uh, the efforts that are going on here, but maybe it's about the process. Whether we're talking about Ukraine, aid, Ukraine the aid for Ukraine, or other things, but like that—that that ability to talk in these kind of nuanced ways is one. It's challenging. It's complicated just to do by default because it is, you know, it's got wrinkles and all this other sort of stuff. Um, but and, and and again as i'm sitting in your studio so i don't want to turn this into like a, a media thing but you know when we do have sound bites we have limitations of how much we can say and can communicate in, in certain ways like that comes into play and so we do simplify these narratives just for accessibility reasons right did you know did Senator Marshall vote yes or no you can answer that in a definitive sort of way well, why? Well, that can take a longer time to unpack. And so, the, you know, kind of the, the longer form journalism, so to speak, is a way to attend to that. But, you know, that's not necessarily what a lot of people would hear. And so, you know, I always encourage in this scenario and others, you know, uh, for for listeners to um, to make sure they understand why what's going on is going on and what are the other reasons that it might have been different or why it wasn't different right there like i said a, a few moments ago like it might have been about efficiency it might have been about why is this getting you know kind of tacked on here and we've seen it used uh, across parties for a long time in a, in a bunch of different ways i think you know it then it also spills out and you didn't quite go to this but i'm thinking about the the nomination process for for the uh, supreme court uh, justice is that elements of a lot of elements of politics are more performative than substantive, right? And so um, if they're fundamentally interested in kind of the governing and having people in positions and the like, then that's different than saying um, I'm going to say my little bit because I'm coming up for a re-election in however many months, right? And I need the little blurb that I can play and play for my supporters and it, you know, it might sound absolutely absurd to a bunch of people but to a, a, a subset, it doesn't. And if those are the ones that I'm really appealing to, then I use that in, in a strategic sort of way, right? It doesn't matter that somebody else sees me as this bloviating buffoon. Um, if they see me as like somebody taking on choose your cultural, uh, culture war topic at the moment, then that can easily kind of slide into that. Yeah. All
0: right. We're talking with Dr. Timothy Schaefer here from uh, K State. We're going to step aside, have another segment here in just a moment here on News Radio KMAN.